0: welcome to the mold matters podcast whether you are looking for help recovering from mold illness or just want to learn more about creating a safe environment for your family this podcast is the place for you
1: hello and welcome everyone to another episode of the mold matters podcast um i'm your host jeremy evans and i'm alongside mike adams Jer, how's it going great We're
2: uh we're excited. Hang on, hang on. We have to announce. Jeremy is a father. Yeah. It's true. As of forty eight hours ago. Yeah. Roughly.
1: Yep. Baby's doing good. Baby's doing well. I'm uh I'm forty one and this is my first child, Mm -hmm. so becoming a father a little older than most. But yeah, it's awesome. Mom's doing good. Mom's doing
2: healthy. Baby sleeping through the night and getting up and getting dressed on her own. Yeah. Yeah, 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 That's awesome. (laughs) Yeah. It's life's amazing. life's yeah. easy.
1: We're sleeping a lot. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, <laughs> it's just that first day is tough. <laughs> I was a little worried doing the podcast today because my mind is—you <clears> know—I haven't slept a ton, and so hopefully I'm coherent, Olivia, for our our guest Olivia. I
2: Olivia, I did tell him that um get some sleep the night before she delivered because you will never sleep again for the next ten years. <laughs> yeah, there you go.
1: <laughs> and we are more
2: ought
3: to beauty sleep. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah, we ought to introduce Olivia a little bit here as well. Um, Olivia, we've gotten to know her a little bit through Dr. Pompa and, and his programs that are helping people throughout the world, really, um, to heal from mold illness. Um, mm. That's definitely been one of Olivia's as well as her, her father, Dr. Pompa's. It's your father. Yeah, I, I should have said that.
3: It Speaking is. of fathers.
1: Yeah. Um, and we've we've brought Dr. Pompon on here before, but he's he's done a lot of work to help people and, and Olivia's got a really neat story and that's kind of something we'll do on this podcast occasionally Mike is we like to um, help people help people um, hear stories real stories of people who are either healing from mold illness, have healed from mold illness and learning from insights because it's quite a vast you know, there's just so many elements to, to healing from mold illness. And so I think the more stories we, we share and hear, people who listen can glean from those and maybe maybe pick up one or two things, you know, that help them on their healing journey. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So, mm-hmm. What, Olivia, welcome.
0: Thank you. Yeah, I'm excited to be here. I feel so I guess, blessed. I
2: guess technically we should say Dr. Olivia Pompa. <laughs> yeah.
0: Dr. Pompa number two. No, call That's me Dr. Right. Dr. Olivia because my dad's <laughs> Dr. Pompa.
1: <laughs> okay. So we'll go first name, Doctor Olivia. Doctor yeah. Olivia. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, so you're, guys. You're you're more uh, uh, distinguished than we are, so we're gonna we first of all, we want to hear your story. So so we'll start with that, Olivia. And yeah. We're gonna, we're gonna probe on a few things, and then we'd love to learn from your medical expertise as well.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, tell us your story. Yeah, well, you know, in a, in a quick summary, um, I do want to kind of tie into, uh, tie my story into Dr. Pompa and how I got well from mold illness. But, you know, long story short, when I was seven, um, I lost my parents to a tragic murder suicide. Um, and my, I had a twin brother at the time that had just been placed on the autistic spectrum as well. Um, and at the time, when we were very young, we were living in Florida. And so you can imagine in our home, we had mold and it was black mold. Actually, it was growing on the windowsill in my brother's bedroom, um, mm-hmm. my twin brother. And, um, you know, when I was seven, I lost my parents and we were taken in by the Pampa. So Dr. Pampa is my second father, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, and interestingly enough, you know, I didn't realize until later how much the mold had affected me as a child. Um but I grew up severely sensitive to mold. Um, and I didn't realize until later when my father kind of started to put it together, you know, as a child, your crib was in a room with mold. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, of course, the, you know, healing from mold illness became a really, really big part of my healing journey and my own twin brothers twin our, uh healing journey. Um, but as, at a young age too, I saw the ability for the body to heal Um, With Dylan, my twin brother, he was on the autistic spectrum, as I said, and within two years of my father working with him after taking us in, Dylan was released in a normal school system. And so I think that you know, God allowed me to remember all of this so that as I got older, I became very passionate about a self-healing body. If we can identify these stressors, mold is a fantastic example, and we remove it, I strongly believe that the body can heal. Um, And so, you know, going back to my sensitivity to mold though, I mean, growing up, my health issues didn't come till later when I actually hit my head in a car accident. Um, But leading up to that, I mean, I couldn't walk in a house that was moldy or a building without getting this severe fibromyalgia pain in my knees, Mm. severe. And so um, that was always a sign because I would get home from school, for example, and I had been in the library, right? Right you yeah. know books can have bold right, right? Yeah. and you know i would tell my dad my knees are just killing me and he and we would bolt now i was in a mold exposure mm. um so yeah you know came from a place of a lot of emotional pain adopted by the pompas which is what exactly what i needed right with all the right minds and health minds and um you know began my healing journey with dr pompa of course he coached me when i hit my head and i got really sick and Um, It wasn't until later when I was living in Atlanta, when I had actually gotten a lot of my health together, I had really gotten a lot healthier. Um, I was living in an apartment in chiropractic school, and I was probably the healthiest I have been in a long time because I had done a lot of upstream work. Um, And I was in a moldy apartment for like two years. And then all of a sudden I started plummeting again. And so what I tell some of my patients is mold it, you sometimes, in some cases, it can be what you know got someone sick, right? Or it's part of their perfect storm. We say chemical, physical, emotional, come together, and their bucket tips over, and they become very ill. But sometimes, it's not what makes people sick. It's what keeps them from getting well. So in my case, it wasn't what made me sick. But even after I got well, it was what kept me from getting well in the future. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. Yeah, so. Wow. Mm -hmm.
1: That is crazy. So are you still, um, you mentioned the knee, the fibromyalgia, knee Mm -hmm. pain. Mm -hmm. Do you still sense that when you go into? Oh yeah. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah. Um, my symptoms now, and I think this goes back to when I was a child and just having multiple mold exposures throughout my life that were, you know, I didn't know about them until I had been symptomatic enough, um yeah. now I have louder symptoms. I'm way more sensitive to mold than I probably was when I was 15, 16. Um but yeah, when I was young, I mean it would be brain fog and and knee pain. That was it. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Um but it was loud enough that I knew. Mhm.
1: So mm-hmm. medically is is there a reason why you know cuz you've seemingly got out of at least the severe mold that you grew up with is there a reason yeah. why you've become more sensitive? You'd see it's I don't know. In my mind, I'm thinking, well, you mm-hmm. got out of it and you're healing and right, doing all these right. things. You should be mm-hmm. less sensitive. But
0: yeah, you know, it's a it's a good it's a good topic. And my father's always our our theory is that you know, and he he came up with this theory um, because he too dealt with this, where even though he was getting very healthy, um, he would still have really sensitivity to mold and some chemicals, right? And we believe there's a connection to the limbic system, which is your emotional side of your brain right? Mm. And so, you know, your body might sense it and emotionally creates this symptom that you once had. I strongly believe it has to do with that. Um, Mm. So I I do believe in neuroplasty. I think that you can retrain the brain to get away from that. And so um, there are things like brain tap that work to kind of retrain the brain to not be so sensitive um, in that way. So I, I think it does come down to the emotional side as well. And just what you felt before. Does that make sense?
2: Yeah, I, I actually had a conversation with your dad about, well, as weird as it is, uh, we were talking about dust, mm-hmm. and he, he was talking to me about the, uh, is it the amig, amig, amygdala? amygdala. Yeah. yeah. And that's the part of your brain that senses, okay, I've got a problem here, right? Yeah. Or there's a, something serious going on here. Right. And what he told me makes a lot of sense. He said, look, there could be something in the amygdala of a person that has had mold exposure. Where even the the sense of dust, which maybe once had live mold on it, now just the dust itself could kind of send you into a state of panic. It's really interesting to think think about it that way, but it kind of makes sense because you know we've often talked for years—not to get off the subject—but we've talked for years about you know we don't believe dead mold can make you sick, but there's always those very very sensitive patients that Mm -hmm. we still may need to do a complete wipe down of the entire house. You right. know, to get them over the hump, and and I think your dad's theory is is probably dead on. It's I agree. Even though the mold is dead, the dust is still there, mm-hmm. and and your brain senses. Man, last time I encountered that much dust, I got really sick. You know, right?
1: Mm-hmm. Um, Didn't yeah. you mention the DNA too might still be intact, and and can your body maybe sense that as well? Maybe,
2: yeah, maybe, yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's
1: right. true. Or
0: not. no, it's and you know. Honestly, it is a theory, but, you know, out of all the patients that we've worked with, it just seems to make the most sense. Yeah. <laughs> and so, yeah. and, you know, as my father and I, we both did a lot of that, you know, brain work too. We've gotten a lot better at being able to put yourself in low grade mold exposures. Not that we want to be, but if you're ever in a situation where you can tolerate it more, really.
3: Yeah.
0: Um, but yeah. So I think that's a really interesting topic for people that are recovering from mold and they feel like they are super, super sensitive that, Hey, there are other avenues to explore.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, that, that emotional side is intriguing. I I'd like to go into that a little more because, um, I mean, you talked about, you know, it sounds like a, a really not pleasant childhood you had, mm. and then your concussion.
3: Yeah, We
1: have alluded or mentioned this a few times in the podcast, but maybe we can go into this a little more. Um. Oftentimes, and we've seen this many times where someone is exposed to mold, but, you know, our bodies are are pretty good at, for the most part, you know, detoxing on their own. And mm-hmm. it is often that secondary event that comes in, right? Like some kind of really strong emotional <laughs> event, you know, a divorce that, mm-hmm. you know, and then and then right after the divorce, all of a sudden, you know, these symptoms start showing up or it could even be. Uh, you know, like you said, something like a concussion or something else Mm -hmm. that weakens the immune system. So is that
0: the perfect storm? So something, you know, three stressors, and they don't have to be all, you know, chemical, physical, emotional, but there can be three stressors that come together. um, And all of a sudden, these people get very sick, because as humans, hormetically, we should be able to, if you understand the principle of hormesis, which is applying a stressor to the body, the body should be able to adapt right? Yeah. But when there's too many stressors, um, the body is just going to be overwhelmed, right? Essentially. Right. And so that's what we call the perfect storm. So mine mm. actually was heavy metals. Uh, my mom was a dentist. So she, you know, you receive a lot of heavy metals from mom in the womb. Mm. Um, also tons of MMR shots, which are one of the highest vaccines in in mercury. Um, and so I was a mercury case, my dad likes to call me. Uh, emotional trauma, a lot of emotional trauma, um, growing up. And then of course, mold, I believe that was my, you know, my perfect storm, but yeah, Yeah. that's exactly what you're saying. Mm -hmm. So,
1: so healing then has got to be multifaceted as well, right? Yes, absolutely. Mm
3: -hmm. Can you
1: talk about that? So do you, is, cause you're, you're helping people heal from mold. Is it, it's generally not just get out of the mold and No, and you'll be Mm -hmm. fine. You've got to probably do multiple things, right?
0: Yeah. And so this is everything, you know, I give credit where credit is due. And everything I've learned is from Dr. Pompa and his process, which is incredible and not only helped my life, but many and thousands of others. But yes, Mm -hmm. you're right. Um, And, you know, what I think a lot of functional medicine doctors miss is that they just treat the symptom or they just treat the one thing, mold detox, Mm -hmm. for example. Um, But, you know, if you understand that, every single person has a full bucket and that bucket has been filling their whole life until finally maybe that mold exposure or that divorce or that perfect storm is what tips that bucket. And all of a sudden it's overflowing and these people are just unexplainably ill. So what our process is, is initially understanding what is in that person's bucket. What what are all of those stressors? And can we start by removing those stressors in the first place? So mold would be a big one, a source that, Hey, You're never going to get well unless you get out of that. And then we can detox from mold um, as well. But again, mold might not be the only thing. It could have been heavy metals. It could have been emotional trauma as well. And so in our process, we targeted all, all of it. Um, Because I do believe that people become less sensitive to mold as well. Not only the emotional brain component of it, um, but as you remove from this bucket, you should be able as a self-healing body and adapting body to be able to add a stressor to the bucket without becoming so symptomatic. So in our process, um, I coach clients one-on-one. I will teach them about heavy metals. I will teach them about molds using very, very strong binders and certain short chain fatty acids that help pull the biotoxin away from the cell membrane circulate out of the body into the gut where we catch it with binders um but yes so we tackle it all it's a big that's part amazing of
2: it. so i have a kind of off the wall question olivia yeah you you find that this affects women more than men or um, not necessarily you mean mold yeah yeah because it just necessarily why do you ask just, well just you know i've i've remediated remediated thousands of homes. Mm-hmm. Um, talk to thousands upon thousands of people. It just gotcha. seems like it usually is the housewife or the mom more than the dad, you know, yeah. and maybe That's even the kids. Oh, the, and, and I've always thought here's my two theories on that. Mm. One, and tell me if I'm right or wrong because I'm certainly not a doctor. I'm, I'm as we talked about before. I'm a fun guy. I'm not a doctor. <laughs> He's a fun guy. <laughs> I'm a fun guy. But um, mold toxins want to attach themselves to Fat cells, is that correct? Mm-hmm.
0: Yes. Mm-hmm. Women just like the myelin a, sheath, right?
2: Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, women typically have a higher body. body fat content than men, so maybe that has something to do with it. My other theory, and this is probably what it really is, is the moms in the home much more than the dad. Yeah, I couldn't not, agree with
0: more comes, with that.
2: Yeah, it comes Honestly. out of that. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah.
0: I think those yeah. are both really big thoughts. I think it could be multi- multiple factors. Yeah. Uh, I think the other thing, too, is threshold, understanding threshold. Um, uh-huh. I think women just in general have such a lower threshold for many things, honestly. Yeah. Um, I also think women are just more emotionally charged, too. Yeah. Um, sure. So that could probably set that threshold at a different yeah. level. Yeah. 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 Um, emotional piece. But yeah. I think the women in, women being in the home more is a really big thought. Um, yeah, that's big. And
1: yeah, maybe that's changing nowadays.
0: You know, and and this is a big topic too. It's like, you know, we talk with some of the big mold experts in the world and I think one of the coolest topics is not coolest, but in terms of awareness mm-hmm. is, you know, when you do work with these clients, right? Um there's always the woman is so sick and the and the man seems to be okay.
3: Yeah. Right?
0: And yeah. we're finding, you know, such an increase in divorce, of course, but I I do believe that in some situations the man doesn't necessarily believe that the woman is having a lot of symptoms. We see it all the time. Every day we see it. Yeah. Yeah. And I think in terms of awareness, this is really important that, you know, um, women need to feel like they can still speak out on how they're feeling and and identify if there's a problem. Because a lot of times, you know, the males have this much higher threshold for it. And so they're looking at her going, Oh no, she's just crazy. This is all in her head. And how much division that can create in a in a relationship right and so yeah, i think that's actually,
2: something to talk about we we have a a couple that actually bought a license from us to do what we do but they credit us with saving their marriage it was that wow. bad um mm. he i i won't say who it is just to protect them but he he thought she was crazy
0: yeah
2: and she was just deathly ill and he couldn't yeah. figure out what on earth was going on and
0: mm-hmm. and
2: as soon as we got them out of that moldy environment all of a sudden their relationship kind of turned around and they said, mm-hmm. we need to be a part of this. But, yeah. yeah. Well, and you, uh,
1: well, let's take a commercial break here in just a minute. But you mentioned your, your brother, your twin brother having um, kind of aut- autistic tendencies, mm-hmm. correct?
3: Yeah. He was. Um, yep.
1: And I, and I've heard in, in those more severe cases, you know, we talk about, you know, maybe on the, on the softer end, you know, sinus and, and lungs and, and breathing, but on, on the other end, Is there an association between mold and mold toxins and something like autism?
0: I do believe, I think it's, you know, bucket theory. I really do, especially with, um, mold attaching to the myelin sheath and loving fat, I think can absolutely affect the brain as well as heavy metals, as well as, um, environmental stressors from mom. Mm. Um, but you know, I do think that there can be a huge, especially if the baby is born in that environment and it's there for a long period of time, I really do believe absolutely that it's connected. Mm -hmm.
1: Is your brother doing well nowadays? He
0: is, but he's still sensitive to mold. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Um, You know, and, and, you know, I think that going back to the bucket theory, if you don't work on unloading your bucket completely over time, you're going to stay sensitive to mold. Um, And in his case, that's that. Right. Uh, okay. You know, not 100 percent committed to everything that you need to do, but he is doing really well. But definitely you can you can tell when he's in a moldy situation or low grade that um, yeah. he gets a little worse. Mm-hmm.
3: Hmm.
1: It, it, would you still say there's the autistic elements in him still or have they kind of faded um, away? as long as No, I would say they
0: faded. I mean, if you met him today, you've never met Dylan. Right, Jeremy? Uh, right? No. No. Um yeah, no. I think I have,
1: yeah. I think
3: I have. Oh, you have?
0: Friend. Yeah. Yeah, he he he's just a little introverted, that's all. Yeah. Um, but you would never think, honestly. And that's what no. No. you know, the work of of Detox has done, truly. It's amazing. That's a
1: miracle. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. That's an amazing story. Okay, Thank let's you. take a quick commercial break and then I want to probe more a little bit about the emotional side because that's something we haven't really talked a lot about. Mm-hmm.
0: So be back in a sec. Hey everyone, I'm Dr. Olivia Pompa, a Cellular Detox and Hidden Source Specialist. I work with thousands of unexplainably ill people looking for real answers to their health symptoms. I can be reached at info at DrOliviaPompa.com where you can apply for my coaching program. I'm excited to hear more about your story. Order your air filters through Pure Products with the February Filter Frenzy Sale. Get 20% off all filters that are pre treated with an antimicrobial agent, creating a healthy environment for you and your family. Visit mypureproducts.net and use promo code FilterFund20 for a discounted and pre treated filter today.
1: Okay, welcome back. Um, We're here with Dr. Olivia. Um, She is uh, the daughter of Dr. Pampa and I can already tell just from the way she's reasoning about mold healing and mold illness that she's, well, and I knew this beforehand, but she's very astute and knows what she's talking about. So <laughs> hopefully our listeners are are learning from her wisdom. I've already captured a few gems just from, from the 20 minutes we've been here. And and something that's been piquing my interest is that emotional aspect. Um, and, and I want to ask a question. Is, is it possible that someone... You know, does all the right detox. They get the, the mold out of their homes. They get uh, you know, they start detoxing with the proper binders, you know, which mm-hmm. is a whole thing in and of itself, it sounds like. I mean, you can't just do any old binder. Um mm-hmm. are are there people out there who aren't healing because they're not healing the emotional aspect? They're doing everything but that. Or how oh, does that it's so
0: that? amazing. Yes, I love that question. Even the way, way you phrased it was perfect. You know, I have to share my story. I'm really open book about my health journey, really. Um, and this was a huge part for me. Um, mm. You know, I had gone after the chemical. I had removed the mercury from my body. Uh, it took me years to do it, but I did it. Um, I healed my brain from my concussion. A lot of, lot of amazing water fasting, empowering my body in that way. Mm. Um, I detoxed from mold as well. Um, you know, I unloaded my bucket as I talked about. But the one thing that I didn't do, and I think, because I was in denial that I needed to do it because of all the trauma that I had been through, I came out normal. <laughs> That's what people say, right? Mm-hmm. People kind of looked at me as a seven-year-old, you know, going through what I went through, and they thought I was gonna be nuts, so right, or yeah, not sure. turn out okay, right?
2: Yeah. yeah.
0: So with my twin brother, they never thought he was gonna be okay, right? Mm-hmm. And we ended up being the opposite, thriving, right? Mm-hmm. And, um. You know, later. Sorry, I just lost my train of thought. Um, but yes. Um, wait, what were we talking the about? Emotional I'm sorry. side. Yeah, just the yeah. Emotion, just
2: the emotional side and, and how you can
1: heal by doing everything, but not recognizing.
0: Right. Well, yeah, you know, and so that was the one thing that I didn't do, and I was in denial about it, and I just wasn't healing. I wasn't getting better. Um, until I started doing the emotional. And so it really was a a really powerful component in that. And I became less sensitive to mold. Right. So did
1: the emotional work.
0: Yes. Mm -hmm.
1: What, what does that look like? I mean, you mentioned kind of limbic system. I think it's different for
0: everyone. Um, because I believe in chemical, physical, physical, emotional, spiritual. Um, I am a Christian and so I work with a Christian counselor. So, um, that's really big for me. I also love brain tap. It helps retrain the brain, which can be really big for the limbic system and neuroplasty, right? So um, exactly. there's also other things like EMDR that's really incredible as well. Oh, okay, mm-hmm. I, I,
2: uh, Dr. Olivia, do you know about, um, I, can't, I don't know what they call it, but I did a session with a, a friend of ours that was a neighbor that she just had me blink and she would ask me these series of questions why I blink. It was really weird, but it was it was one of the most emotional things I've ever gone through because huh. she would ask me questions about my past and, uh-huh. you know, and, but she would, she would tell me, blink it out, blink it out. And I, I, uh-huh. I know, I know it sounds crazy. It sounds absolutely you know, it's, crazy. It's
0: like tapping. There's is another... that what it is? Is that what tapping yeah. is kind of? Yeah. Okay. It's retraining the brain. Literally okay. it's um, yeah, it's amazing. I think there's so many different routes. I don't know all of them, but yeah, um, absolutely. It's yeah. all neuroplasty. It's retraining the brain, creating new neurons. Mm-hmm.
2: It, it was crazy i just started crying like really? uncontrollably yeah wow it was no really bizarre yeah it, did it feel therapeutic it did yeah afterwards it Did i probably need to do more of it but I, <laughs> I, I i kind of freaked out and i'm like i'm not going back there you know <laughs> i don't want to cry yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: when we talk tapping is that e- eft type stuff is that yeah EFT? am i mm-hmm. getting the right acronym mm-hmm. there uh, yeah yeah i've done some of that in the past for mm-hmm. this so this is more like um yeah, I guess this is more, not psychology, but yeah, psychology in a sense, right? Neurology. This is more the classic yeah. neurology psychology. Yeah. yeah. Um, so fascinating. So yeah, um, so you've got tapping, you've got EMDR. So as you did those things, it sounds like that was mm-hmm. kind of the missing. I way. actually
0: haven't done EMDR. I really want to. Um, but I started because I'm a strong believer in the emotional and spiritual component, playing a big yeah. role together. Um, that's really important for me as a Christian to make sure that as I go into these other realms of emotional healing, that I'm staying aligned. And yeah. so, um, I personally started with counseling, um, and spiritual counseling as well. Mm-hmm. So a lot of, um, Christian work as well. So that was my starting place. And the next thing I will be doing is EMDR. mm mm-hmm. Oh, interesting but I also love brain tap that's a really cool um one as well that you can you can purchase them and have them at your home and use it a lot so
1: oh it's it's an it's something you purchase
0: yeah it's it's um if you go to like braintap.com it's this little set um and you can yeah you can buy it use it at your house you can rent it from some uh, naturopathics in the area like biohacking places you can lend them out mm-hmm. um but yeah those are that's a really good starting place too for people that want to Tap into the emotional, mm-hmm. uh, but maybe aren't ready for counseling, or maybe can't uh, do EMDR for whatever reason. And yeah. so, Brain Tap is a good starting place too.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, good. I was going to say, so with the with your dad's program, yeah, you, you obviously work with um, mm-hmm. every day. Every, do you guys kind of tailor the program? Is it different for every person? I guess that's my question. It's
0: very different for everyone. Um, in case I, you know, I just had a case, one of the, I would say one of the most complicated cases, um, this year that I worked with and, you know, she, I don't want to say too much here, but, um, she was so severe. I mean, her symptoms were so unexplainable. Mm. Um, and I almost, didn't know what to do with her, honestly. Wow. But what I do know is if I can go upstream and I can identify these root causes of inflammation, that's driving inflammation on the body. If I can find them, I can remove it. The body can actually start to heal. And so yeah. even when I get these really complicated cases, I don't get intimidated because I know what my treatment plan is and what I'm going to go after first. Yeah. Um, and, and mold is one of those. I always make sure in these extreme complicated cases that mold is not in their environment. It, you know, she always said, oh, I just, you know, for the past two years, when my symptoms got so bad, I had gone online during COVID. And so I thought, oh my gosh, well, she's spending all her time in her home, right? Back to the, uh-huh. we talked about earlier. Um, and so I go, you know what, we got to get your house tested. So she did. And sure enough, she had low level. So it was, it was more moderate, but more low level mold in her home. and. I told her, you know, I think this is what's keeping you from getting well. It might not, what have, it's not what made you sick. We identified your perfect storm, right? There was more yeah. of an emotional and a physical component for her journey, but we got her out of it. She slept for the first time in months in a hotel for the first wow. time.
3: Yeah.
0: And, um, you know, I think this is really important too, for awareness in that, Hey, your tests might come back that there's such small amounts right. That you might not, you know, the person working with you might not recommend treatment, right. Or your naturopathic doctor might get a certain test back saying, no, there's no mold. It's just small amounts, but it might be enough. That's overflowing your bucket. And in her case, it was. Well,
2: and we've talked about this often, but if you knew mold testing, like we know mold testing in a home, it's, I mean, it's really hit and miss. You know?
0: Yeah. It can be massively inaccurate. Yeah. yeah.
1: Well, I'm glad. I'm glad you're saying that because sometimes I think people, because we're mold professionals, they think we're just saying that. Uh, <laughs> we just, I know. you just want to, you want you yeah. want some work, but, but right. I'm glad to hear it from someone like you on the medical yeah. medical you know, side.
0: And I, I had another experience with that too. Um, and I'm no, I'm no like mold test expert, but I do know enough uh-huh. going through it. My, you know, myself, um, and I was staying in like a rental in California during my postceptorship in for grad school,
3: mm-hmm.
0: and you know I knew there was mold there because my knees were killing me, mm-hmm. right? And so I told the rental person, "Hey, you guys do need to bring someone in here. Like I'm leaving, but you guys." Did you explain it to her to
2: like old. this: Did you say, "Look, my knees hurt, so you need to get the mold out of here"?
0: <laughs> I can't. They'll think I'm crazy. <laughs> it doesn't know. make any sense to them, yeah, right? I, I know. you know, I know, everyone's symptoms are different, right? And. Anyway, so he ended up bringing someone in to test the air, right? And the right. guy came in, just sticks it in the middle of the room. And I was like, no, 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 no. You need yeah. to find the source and get closer to the source, right? I was like telling this guy how to do his job, basically. Yeah, I
2: know, I know. But
0: yeah. Well, and and I, think- other, the, mm-hmm. I was going to
2: say the other thing about that type of test where they just test the air for spores in the air. Well, I'm a firm believer that sometimes the most dangerous homes could be homes that the mold is happily growing and not sporing.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: So they're putting out toxins like crazy, but not sporing. And you take right. a test and you think, Oh, that house is safe because there's no spores in the air. Well, no, right. that house could be more dangerous than a house that's sporing like crazy yeah, just yeah. because exactly. of the toxins. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. yeah. It's interesting.
0: Yeah.
1: So, um, yeah, I'm glad you shared that as a, as a medical professional about yeah. testing. Cause we're, yeah. we're, we're, we're spending lots of lots of our spare time is spent talking to people that are coming up with new testing methods mm-hmm. and, and investigating how to do it better. I mean, it really, we always say this, it really boils down to, you know, doing a really good thorough, kind of like you were saying, really thorough, good visual inspection, Yeah. you know, inter- interviewing the person about the history of the home, you know, yeah. talking to someone like you who, who, you know, if a, if a, prof- a medical professional is saying, you know, your symptoms align really well with mold. And then I loved what you mm. you said about that person who went to the hotel for yeah. one night and could tell a huge difference. I know your dad. As, that yeah.
0: Times. Honestly, I can say this, having consulted with thousands of people, if I hear, I always feel better when I, you know, when I go on vacation and people always yeah. think it's because they're getting their toes in the sand. Right. But really, and it could be right. There's definitely benefits to taking work off and having an emotional disconnect. Right. But when people say, yes, when I travel, I feel better. That's my first thing that I go, oh my gosh, you could be in a mold situation. Mm
1: -hmm. In your professional experiences, is it ever anything else besides mold? If they're leaving their environment and they feel better, have you found any other toxins?
0: It could be allergens depending on their histamine response to certain allergens in the air. So if they're going from like a really humid place, which I would still think mold, you know, cause there's mold outside too and really sensitive threshold people that could be too much. And maybe they're traveling out West where it's dry. It could yeah. be air allergens, um, you know, couple factors to include, but if they're in a humid place, I'm usually thinking mold. Yeah. yeah. And Mold at all is going to hypersensitize their body to multiple allergens, right? Yeah. Including food, right? Because their body's already in a cellular danger response mode. Hey, help me, right? Everything becomes a stressor. Yeah. So, mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, you are. You're a wealth of information. I'm so glad we had you on here, Olivia. Thank
2: we you. might need to. We might need to do it again. might need yeah, to have <laughs> you back because,
1: yeah. I mean, on that very topic, we've. I mean, we've looked into other VOCs and other contaminants mm. in the air and and really have just never found a strong correlation between, you know, this home is making this person sick and mm. anything else besides mold. I mean, occasionally, yeah, there are some things that, you know, EMFs and, and things,
2: um, what am I, oh, like formaldehyde and yep. and some chemicals. Flame
0: retardants. Yeah. You know, new bac- furniture, bacterial yeah.
2: stuff going on. That's not, you know, obviously not fungal, but bacterial stuff yeah. in the home. But, but, but definitely. usually if
1: it's, if it's really, mm. you know, taking someone's health out, like just, just absolutely demolishing their health. It's usually something more severe than yeah. EMFs I've seen, at mm-hmm. least in my experience. I don't know if yours is the No, same.
0: I agree. I, I I really do agree. I think the human body has a capacity to adapt to small stressors, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but I think mold is huge. And I think mold is one of those big stressors that you have to remove. And it's usually what keeps people from getting well.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, and you mentioned you know the bucket several times. I mean, yeah. I guess EMF, VOC, you know, uh, formaldehyde allergens, I guess those are all part of the bucket, right? Mm
3: -hmm. So, Mm -hmm. you know, whether
1: whether mold's the main one or not, you still probably have to address some of those other things if you want to,
2: you know, and I've always had a theory that, that, you know, you can, you can kind of adapt to one type of mold in your home maybe, Mm -hmm. but then when another mold comes in for whatever reason, like say you've got, you've got a lot of penicillium or aspergillus in your home. Your body Mm -hmm. seems to be able to adapt in the most, in most cases to that. But then say you have a sewer backup in the basement or something, Mm -hmm. and now you've got the aspergillus and the exotoxins or whatever that's coming off of that bacteria Mm -hmm. that kind of creates almost a war in the environment, in your environment, you know? And I've always felt like those are the worst cases where that's, you kind of have two different things environmentally going on at the same time. Do you think
0: that Mike, do you think that that could be because it's, you know, they're fighting for territory and so setting yeah. off more of a biotoxin, right? Yeah. Okay. I, mean, yeah, I mm-hmm. mean,
2: that's that literally is why mold makes a mycotoxin is to try to protect its own species, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's so, an interesting uh, thought. Yeah, so, yeah. So, I've always felt like when there's two incidents that cause two different types of mold or a mold and a bacteria or whatever, yeah. those seem like the most toxic homes to me oh
1: yeah that's right you brought this because that's where we talked about
2: mold gangs yeah right the mold the molds and the fungs yeah Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) that's great
0: no that's actually so like thoughtful so if you see i mean so would you think if you saw a test and you saw multiple levels of mold or multiple types you would be like types that's something yeah yeah.
2: yeah, something's not right
1: well and like you said bacteria which which you don't test you know, bacteria doesn't aerosol, or at least it's hard to measure aerosolized bacteria. Yeah,
2: exotoxins the or exotoxins, endotoxins. Yeah. yeah,
1: any toxins really hard to measure. So, you don't always like with sewer. It's often mold and bacteria. Mm-hmm.
3: Right.
1: And So it's really hard to. I mean, it all it all boils down to it's hard to really measure right. what's going on. But but you're saying a couple water incidents that that that
2: create two different mold scenarios. Yeah, I, yeah. I felt real, I felt that real for toxic, toxic. I think I first shared that was somebody probably 10 years ago so you've had yeah. it for a while it's yeah it's, it's held true i think so yeah I that's think interesting so. but yeah it's either interesting. either way i i guess it's it's all kind of you know it doesn't matter the home needs to be treated yeah you, gotta, you know yeah. you gotta, you gotta, the gotta
0: home
1: fix the home demold so. de- the de- de- micro bit yeah. yeah well i
2: think um i'd like to uh,
1: we'll, we'll kind of wrap up here olivia but but Two questions. One, where where are yeah. you at in your health journey now? You kind of mentioned it, but where where's yeah. your life now?
0: Yeah. Um, good question. You know, I I lived in Puerto Rico for a year, and you know, when I first moved in, I I think it was a different type of mold. I think it was so low grade, and I had come from such a place through emotional work that um, I was less sensitive to mold. I really, really was. And so when I first moved there. Um, I felt great. I honestly didn't have all these symptoms until about six months in, I started getting symptoms again. Um, so I, I do, like I said, if you can unload that bucket, you can become less sensitive to mold. Um, but I was living there for about a year before I really realized how severe it was for me. And it was one of those cases that the level was low enough that no one would consider treatment but it was enough for me. My threshold, I believe because of past mold exposures I've had, it was enough for me. So I got really sick again, right. It, you know, I was well, but it was what was keeping me from staying well, so to speak. Mm -hmm. Right. And, um, I realized as much as I didn't want to leave, I had a really strong emotional connection to the place as well. Um, I knew every time I came back home to park city and was with my family, I felt amazing. I felt way better, And so I finally just had to listen to my gut and say, I need to get out of this source. And I did. And, um, I've been out now for about three months and healthy again. So, you know, um, my sensitivity to mold is still there right now because I believe I just got out of that source and I'm still healing, running myself through detox, my typical process to unload the body of those, those toxins, those biotoxins. But I do believe in the next six to eight months, I'm going to be back where I was. So, wow. Yeah. And
1: Puerto Rico is pretty humid, right? And, yeah,
0: it is. And you know, the hurricanes, yeah. you know, it's tough and a lot of water damage. And, um, you know, something I learned is mold can grow on concrete. Didn't know that. <laughs> oh,
1: yeah. Yeah. yeah it's... So, it can grow on it. Well, you know, I, I mentioned this to Mike the other day. I have one of those um, flossers. Uh, mm-hmm. What do you call them? Uh, water, the picks. Water, water picks. picks. Yeah. Water yeah. picks. Yeah. Yeah. And, and Did it smell used... inside. Yeah. Yeah, I mean I know. that thing's made of plastic. Plastic I, is not a great food source for mold and and I didn't use it for I don't know, it was a few weeks. Um I just was doing regular floss and you know water sat in there and all of a sudden I went to use it and I'm like, "Oh, this tastes like mold."
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I you know,
1: know, concrete I mean, a lot of a lot of times it's forming on the dust on the on the what's well, a biofilm forming or yeah, whatever on, on the, the side of that or yeah. on the plastic, but still it's well, it Yeah. A lot of coffee
0: makers. Yeah. Even this morning I was going to do a coffee enema. And so I was making coffee out of the coffee maker thing. And my dad reminded me, make sure you clean the water thing before you do that. Right. (laughs) And I pull it out and it smells a little musty. And I'm like, those are things people don't think about where water sits mold can grow.
2: And especially if you're
0: using something for a health reason, right? Like a lot of water filters, people don't clean them. Yeah. Right. And so, um, I think those are things in terms of becoming less sensitive to mold healing from past mold exposures. We have to be more on top of
3: mm-hmm.
1: yeah. that. You just, you just reminded me. So next, next topic should be coffee enemas. Yeah. She mentioned, yeah, we should.
2: Yeah. <laughs>
1: that's definitely something we
0: haven't yeah, talked about. Uh, we'll, we'll have you back. We, we, we have so okay. much. We need we to
1: pick your brain. Yeah. yeah um, let's do it. And my final question is what, what's your suggestion to someone who is uh, suffering from mold illness or they think they are? And you can advertise yourself too. We always give our guests.
0: Yeah, this is, you know, this is hard because I've been in that place where you're so emotionally connected to a place um, that just leaving isn't an option, right? Selling your home. You wish you could just burn that house down, but you can't, right? Um, Mm -hmm. But truly what we teach is my father, it's his five R's and R1 is remove the source always. So I do believe, you, you know, you have to remove you know the mold, right? And then, of course, Pure Maintenance is awesome because of their fogging treatment, and so we recommend them oh, many, many Thank for you. many of my clients. <laughs> You're welcome. And then, once that client is out of the source, okay, then they can actually start to use detox, which is what I take my um, clients through: is cellular detox um mold protocols using certain binders. But like I said, going back to the bucket, it's it's not just two things, right? You have to oh. confront all of it. And so that's really how you can get people um well again and really truly healing from from mold is by unloading the complete bucket. So
1: and yeah. and so how can they find you? I know you're actively helping oh, yes. clients.
0: Yes, I do take personal clients. Um you guys can email me to apply at info at com. That's okay. what I recommend. Yeah. And, awesome.
2: And I happen to know my wife, Tony would absolutely recommend. Oh, thanks. Oh, that's Dr. <laughs> Olivia. Yeah. I yeah, love Tony. She's it so is, great. Yeah. She is the best. We yeah.
0: need to, yeah, we need to link up soon
2: yeah
1: yeah that's right tony definitely speaks highly you guys have worked together for a while now right
0: yep and one of my father's coaches uh tom landon was just at my house knocking on my door but i was busy and i couldn't talk to him but he has an yeah. incredible mold story i'm sure you've had him on here
1: yes we yeah. have had him on
2: here. in fact so we just tony and i just took their family to the jazz game a couple of nights ago we had a great time
1: yeah that's
2: yeah, he's great. in america yeah. again
0: yeah yeah <laughs> We're Americanizing the guy.
2: We're trying, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I think we're getting close. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you so awesome much, Dr. Olivia. Yeah, yeah this was so fun. I learned,
1: and I—I'm confident the listeners will learn because yeah. yes, there were some good gems in here. And so, yeah. reach out to Olivia if you if you need um, help healing, and um, we'll hopefully have you back again. Thanks she's, so much. Yeah, she's the I best. So. Yeah. Okay. Thanks, yeah. guys. Thank you. Right. Blessings care, to you. All right. You, too. you too, Thank well. you.
0: Thanks. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye thanks for listening to the mold matters podcast be sure to subscribe for more in-depth information on mold illness and recovery